Welcome back to Let's Chat Markets, your favorite weekly dairy market roundup. It's a beautiful Friday here in Chicago, and we've got Class 3 milk, nonfat dry milk, and dryway experiencing a really strong performance this week. Those charts are just on fire and carrying strength over from the week prior as well. Support continues to come from seasonal tightness, lower milk collections, a solid economic outlook, and decent demand. It was a busy first half of the week for dairy analysis as U.S. August trade data became available. There was a global dairy trade event on Tuesday, and then the USDA released August production figures of U.S. dairy commodities. I think we should start there. How does that sound, Lucas? That sounds great. It was the first data that we got this week on Monday afternoon, that dairy products and dry stocks report. Kind of some interesting numbers to glean from this. Kind of as expected, a total cheese production higher versus prior year. That was no real surprise as milk was still decent into August. And cheese processing capacity has been expanded over the past several months. But what was surprising in that data was Milk is flowing into Italian-style cheeses and kind of non-cheddar American cheeses. So think your Monterey Jacks or your Colby Jacks, and that's all at the expense of cheddar. Cheddar output actually lower versus prior year, down 1.5%. Initially, the July data had called cheddar lower versus prior year as well, but that was revised a little bit higher. So this was technically the first month of weakness that we saw, but overall kind of surprising there to see that number. I do think that generally leans supportive for cheese prices here in the coming weeks. Uh, certainly we have seen strength develop already as blocks moved into the 180s and the block barrel spread kind of narrowed to a much more traditional level after the very wide spreads that we've been dealing with. But if this cheddar weakness persists, that's, of course, less fresh cheese that's available for the CME spot market. I think the other key takeaway here is on the class four side of things, both butter and uh, nonfat dry milk output well below prior year levels. Butter, I don't think it's a huge deal there, just a slight weakness, and there's plenty of product in stocks, so really not a concern as we move into this peak demand period of the year. I do think prices will continue to be relatively range-bound in that market, but on the non-fat dry milk side of things, significant weakness, especially driven by weaker output across Western states, California included. On a combined non-fat and skim basis, output down 16% versus prior year levels. And then looking to the stocks numbers as well, a 9% decline versus the prior month. Stocks still higher versus prior year, but kind of in line with where we would typically expect to see August inventories. Uh, I do think though that that significant drawdown in recent months from what were uh, pretty strong stocks in the beginning of the summer is notable. Alyssa, you might talk to this a little bit as we move into the global side of things, but nonfat generally tighter on the globe and prices well supported. I think uh, buyers will turn to the U.S. if they can for product since we do have the availability, but of course, port congestions persisting and making exports a little bit difficult. However, that didn't necessarily show up in the export data. Tell us what that looked like, Alyssa. Yeah, we broke an export record for August. And in fact, there's been monthly records set on U.S. dairy exports every month since February. 
the bulk of the growth in U.S. exports has been in the form of that aforementioned non-fat dry milk and skim milk powder market as the country continues to be the value buy against the rest of the world. U.S. non-fat prices have been competitively priced against Europe and Oceania since May 2020, so about a year and a half now. However, as you mentioned, those port congestions and shipping difficulties continue to worsen, and that might prevent exports from climbing even further into the next couple quarters here. This scenario has the potential to be a double-edged sword because end users are continuing to kind of overbuy and build inventories whenever they can, which has the possibility to kind of hamper demand once things improve after about the next six months. Do you agree with that, Lucas? I think so. You know, we've talked a little bit about China's inventories, both on whole and skim milk powder, just continuing to climb in recent months, very evident in that Chinese import data as well. You know, we've talked about this in the past, but it continues to ring true that end users, as you mentioned, aren't taking any risks. And I think they're overbuying and doing anything that they can to just kind of guarantee availability. You know, if these shipping issues are kind of a cascading delay, then that won't be a near-term problem. But at some point, you know, we we could see some demand slow if end users are comfortable with their inventory levels and the shipping situation. Uh, I think maybe it's also important to mention the GDT this week, kind of a uh, quieter auction. The average winning price uh, actually flat versus the prior auction. Uh, Whole milk powder just subtly lower. Other commodities just slightly higher. Uh, In the key products, whole skim and on the fat side of things, all uh, the weighted average price um, among all contracts changing just less than 0.5% in all of those. So just kind of subtle movement there. On whole milk powder, Fonterra C2 did see a slight dip, I think opposite expectations. Skim, Fonterra also saw very subtle weakness, but we did see some strength from both European and North American values. Fats, um, subtle support there, maybe just slightly bullish opposite NZX expectations for some weakness. I do think, though, that, you know, if we dig into some of this data past the surface level pricing, there's some interesting um, market share and offer volume trends that we can glean. What can you say about that, Alyssa? Yeah, despite offer volumes being weaker, again, of course, into this auction, whole milk powder prices did fall. North Asia's participation has remained historically weak over the past couple months. And given the amount of powder that has been, you know, committed off the platform this year, that makes sense. Um, During the first half of the year, North Asia's market share on the GDT event averaged about 66%, the highest for the first half of the year that the market's seen in at least a decade. So what this did is it pushed other buyers out of the platform and prompted deals to be completed offline. And of course, as a result, the removal of some product on the auction platform. North Asia's total market share, just to for comparison here, 
dropped below 35%. So from 66% in the first half to now below 35%. And that was on overall volumes of total commodities purchased as well as on home milk powder specifically. That's a direct result of that strong purchasing made throughout the first half of the year, as well as the removal of some buyers at the auction is something that we heard, of course, anecdotally. It did help that demand from Southeast Asia, Africa, and the Middle East helped offset some of that weaker participation as basically every commodity outside of whole milk powder moved higher. Certainly lots to digest this week. That wasn't it though. We also had a weekly EU report where we cover the EEX indices on a weekly basis with some commentary in there. Of course, our platinum users can log into the website and read our technical analysis. And as we speak today, we are getting ready to release our forecast report, new updated forecast prices and domestic and global analysis will be released next Friday, the 15th. As our normal and longtime customers know, we always publish those forecasts in the middle of the month. Be sure to head to our website for uh, more extensive writing and opinion and analysis on everything that we discussed here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in with us each week. We sure hope you have a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.